Hello everybody, today we are talking about the inner child. We're actually talking about my inner child and how my inner child has been wanting me to grow up. And I'm just going to jump to a story that happened uh, within the past year. My parents, who don't live in the same city as me, were passing through town on their way to head out on an international trip. And it was the first time that they'd traveled internationally in... Um, probably a few years because of all the restrictions and stuff that have been happening. And uh, they were passing through town briefly um, before catching a flight. And so we, we just made plans to meet up for lunch and hang out and catch up. And uh, I, was, I was excited about this. And the morning of our meetup, I talked to my mom on the phone, we arranged a restaurant to meet up at, kind of in between where they were going to be uh, staying and where I live, uh, kind of halfway between the two, and uh, that day, I think it was a Sunday, I made my way over there and I, I just caught city buses, which made it take pretty long, it took like 45 minutes to get there. Um, but I timed it so I got there early, when I got to the restaurant, I kind of just hung out outside and waited for them to arrive, and um, I guess just prepared myself for hanging out with my parents, who I don't see that often. And then right around the time that our, our like appointed meeting time, I get a call from my mom, and she's quite panicked and uh, stressed out. And she's just like, Miles, I don't think we're going to be able to make it today. And I guess because of some of the rigmarole around getting tested before catching their flight, etc., they were just feeling stressed out and rushed, and were just at like a over overwhelm meltdown place. And uh, it was very understandable that it just didn't make sense. And I just told her, "Don't worry about it." She was feeling very guilty about canceling a plan what at the moment that it was supposed to be happening. And I was like, don't worry about it. It's fine. I totally understand. Traveling at any time is stressful and traveling right now is like extra stressful. Let's just hang out another time. Hope you have a beautiful trip. And that was that. And we got off the phone and there was two realities that I was acutely aware of. One was the very rational adult reality that my parents were doing something kind of stressful and hectic and it made complete sense for a plan to just change um and that was completely understandable and of course i being their child was someone who probably bailed and flailed <laughs> and uh caused them all sorts of stress and uh and stuff over the years unimaginable amounts and uh, so there was that kind of like adult, complete understanding of how rational and uh, just understandable the situation was. And then there was another reality, which I'll refer to as my inner child, which is that there was this innocent, childlike part of myself that was very triggered. In fact, it seemed almost like this whole event was like the perfect situation to trigger this part of me. This part of me felt disappointed. He felt rejected. He felt um, just this sense of sadness and deflation and disappointment. Yeah. And so I was, 
acutely aware of these two realities going on inside of me, the adult rational understanding, and then this innocent emotional triggering of sadness, feeling not cared about. Um, and <laughs> there was another part of me that was like, this seems like some puppeteer is pulling the strings to create such a perfect trigger. Because I had to travel, like I had to like devote a big chunk of my day to getting to meet up with my parents so I don't see that much. And then my parents, so I have like, like most people, I have some kind of like emotional history with them. And, uh, and then at the moment we're supposed, you know, we said we were going to meet up at one, at one o'clock, I get a call from my mom saying, hey, not going to be able to make it. And so it's just like a classic, beautiful, perfect trigger. And I feel this sadness and this disappointment and, uh, and this rational understanding. And I walk off and, and uh, go to catch my bus home, fully aware that this is an extraordinary opportunity for me. Um, because I know that when, when this kind of triggering happens to me, when I feel this innocent part of me being really sad or hurt, um, I can do a couple things with that. One is I can just like shove that out of my awareness because it's painful or embarrassing or awkward to feel. And generally what that means is I will, the, the problem with that is that I'll end up carrying some kind of residual frustration or resentment uh, because I haven't dealt with the feeling and it doesn't go away. It kind of just like brews and simmers and often erupts at inopportune moments. So that's one thing I can do, and I've done plenty of that in the past. I've also learned that when I feel this innocent part of me, um, it's, it's very wise to pay attention to it, and that in moments like this one that I'm describing, it's often quite possible for me to give it something that it had wanted to receive from the outside. And when I do that, it's like the sad, what was sadness turns into this like heavenly glow and uh and so i'm walking away feeling this disappointment this feeling of rejection this feeling of just being sad and left out and lost and uh simultaneously i'm also aware like oh i feel you're really disappointed and i think this is an opportunity for me to step in and do something awesome to let you know that this isn't a bad thing. Plans just change. That doesn't mean those people don't like you. That doesn't mean you're not lovable. That doesn't mean that this day doesn't get to be an amazing thing. And so I was kind of scanning this part of myself to see what I could do for him to kind of lift him up, to be the nurturing, supportive, loving presence he wanted to experience that day. He wanted to do something special. In fact, he was walking into something special and suddenly that changed and I was acutely aware that hey I can still make this a special day and I'm walking away feeling this kind of deflation and sadness and as I watched the bus stop I had to pass a McDonald's and I noticed immediately because this part of me was at the forefront of my awareness and it feels to me like like a five-year-old version of Miles and I noticed he got quite excited about the McDonald's when we were walking past it. In fact, it was quite obvious that to him, he was like, wait a minute, let's just go to McDonald's. 
that makes this all better. Because <laughs> my parents had decided we would meet up at this healthy sushi place. But this inner child part of me, he was quite a bit more excited about McDonald's. And I noticed this and I was like, uh, McDonald's? Uh, okay, I'm going to make a mental note of this. But I haven't been into a McDonald's in like 15 years probably, maybe even more. And my personality, it's like I have some aversion to that uh, on, a, on like health levels, but also just on kind of like an aesthetic level or something. And so I was like, McDonald's? Uh, I'm going to have to think about that one. So I caught the bus home and I was just being with this part of myself, seeing what can I do to lift him up? What can I do to restore his sense of dignity and light in this moment? And I got home and I was like, what about A&W? That's another fast food chain around here. And I think they have healthier food. So I went on, to, on my phone, I looked at A&W's menu and I'm like, yeah, yeah, they have way healthier options. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take him. I'm going to take this part of me who's being triggered. I'm going to take him out for something special at A&W. But I could feel he was not pleased with this plan. That part of me, my inner child, he was like, he was actually like feeling quite bummed out about A&W. It was not his desire. And I, it was quite a strong, palpable feeling. So I was like, okay. It's not A&W, it's just McDonald's, that's all that's coming up. Like, that's all he wants to do. It's like, the, the medicine he wants is to just be taken out to McDonald's, the Golden Arch. And I knew that I couldn't just, like, go and get it and take it away and eat it by myself. I had to go into McDonald's, I had to swallow my pride, my sense of self or whatever, and I had to sit in there and eat the meal. And it had to be a full meal with, like, a dessert and everything. And I had to, like, fully just let go of any insecurities and just revel in the experience. And so that's what I did. I walked to McDonald's, and I probably walked to, like, just accidentally, because it was the nearest to where I live, the McDonald's that I went to, was an incredibly, like, dingy, seedy location in downtown. Um, and it almost inside like the people that were there it felt kind of like a crossing roads of lost souls and under normal circumstances that might have felt really bad to me but because i was approaching it in this kind of ceremonious loving fully committed context it actually felt awesome i was like wow i think because i had let go of any judgments of myself doing this and I was doing it out of love for myself and, and this young, innocent part of me. Um, I went there in this really good state. I was in like this incredible, almost like an altered state. I was so like loving and open and just open to this experience that was pretty foreign to me. And I think that made it really special to my inner child because I hadn't done it and he hadn't done it in years. So this was like awesome. And uh, yeah, I ordered a meal with a, you know, I forget what it was, some burger and fries and a, and, and a McFlurry for dessert, an Oreo McFlurry. And, um, and all the while kind of like listening to this part of me and what it wanted. And then I sat down and there's like most of the people there were also alone and seemed like lonely and 
there was people kind of like storming in who seemed maybe uh, addicted to something. And all of it I looked at with awe. I was like, wow, look at all these interesting people. This is such a beautiful and unique place. And I ate the meal. It was awesome, largely because of the context I was eating it in. And uh, it was, you know, I went home. And suddenly that part of me that had been sad and deflated felt pretty awesome. In fact, I got to do something really beautiful that day. And it was because things didn't work out as planned. In fact, I got this gift of feeling my vulnerability, feeling my inner child, and then reaching in and caring for him and developing that kind of um, emotional responsibility or maturity or self-sufficiency. And, uh, and it, it really, I think it probably cleansed that triggering experience to some degree. And the residual frustration and resentment that I may have carried otherwise, I think that was um, in some ways really taken care of by uh, kind of mining something different out of this, this experience. And over the years, over like the past many years now, I think that this has been one of the big gifts of learning to accept and connect with um, the more vulnerable parts of me and the part that I describe here as my inner child. Um, learning how to feel those feelings and turn towards them instead of suppressing them. Often, for me, the best part of it is the opportunity that I, that I discover when I really listen to this part. I can often identify things that I can do for it. Now, sometimes it might just be whiny and I need to say, hey, you need to chill down. I need to have boundaries with you. There's times that are, pro you know, sometimes it might just need boundaries. But there's many times like this where it's like, hey, there's something I can do really beautiful to honor you right now. And there have been times where I've done that and it has created this kind of inner glow that lasts for weeks afterwards. It's like that part it's not like feeding the ego, for me at least, where the ego, you feed it a bit and then it's, it's, it's like its appetite grows the more you give it, the more attention you give it. This, uh, this place of innocence and vulnerability, sometimes it just needs a little love and attention and that, that really uh, fills a place up for a while, inside of me at least, that's my experience. Anyhow, I just wanted to share that and share this discovery that I've been making over the years that um, one of the big gifts of connecting with my inner child is it gives me this opportunity to take care of it and to really be a grown man in relation to it, to be a grown-up. Um, yeah, it's this paradoxical thing, and it's, it's so extraordinary. I feel like the more I've learned to connect with this, the more opportunities I've had to become an emotionally mature person through caring for it and therefore learning how to accept others and not be as emotionally attached or needy towards them and, and learning how to accept everybody where they are because I know we're all on a journey. Anyhow, that's, that's all I wanted to share today. I hope you enjoyed this story. 
And if you did, you can let me know, you can comment. If you're watching on YouTube, you can subscribe, you can turn on the notification bell so that you find out when uh, new episodes come out. And if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can rate the podcast. If you're interested in checking out my book, How to Open the Heart, An Incredible Journey into Vulnerability, Empathy, and the Transformation of Consciousness, you'll find links to that in the description. And until next time, I hope that you have a beautiful day.